Hi Beck, it's nice to be with you today. Good morning, it's nice to be with you and we're super thrilled to be joined by Dr Lala Manners. Morning Lala, thank you so much for talking with us today. Oh, it's such a pleasure to be here and thank you so, so much for the invitation. Oh, it's, a, it's brilliant. I mean, we, I'm absolutely intrigued. So as a speech and language therapist, you're going to be talking uh, with us this morning about the power of movement. And I will be honest, I've been a speech therapist for 21 years and this is, this is new to me. So can you tell us a bit about the power of movement and, and how that links with speech and language? Well, I think uh, we have to think of movement as really a child's first language. That this is how they, their very first interactions with the world, with their carers, with the environment happens through uh, the, their physical skills, the emergence of physical skills, um, all the senses that they're experiencing. So it's very, very important from day one that we understand that movement is absolutely critical and central to their overall development. Mm -hmm. So their emotional development, their speech and language, their communication skills, it really underpins and informs everything that happens from birth onwards. And do we, do we know why that is? Is that, is that a silly question to ask? You know, why, what is it about that physical movement that is so important? I think it's, it's, it's the sort of genesis of everything. I mean, if you think, you know, even in the womb, you know, babies are kicking and mm. and clapping and nuzzling and they're doing all sorts of physical things. And they're getting used to their environment and they're getting used to sounds and actually this communication with, with their mothers. Um, even in those, those sort of nine months, um, it's very important. So they're hardwired to move. They're hardwired mm. to understand this link between movement and sound which is so important um as the basis for communication that's so interesting wow that's like that's so interesting for you know parents listening and also you know obviously families but also early years and educationists as well because it just enlightens us on, on what what the basis is for our practice as well doesn't it really yeah absolutely gosh yeah, I mean, if you if you think that, that you know language, it's sort of the language proper comes later, but there is a long, long, very important period of sensory play, of listening to sounds, of being able to work out which sounds are important, which are not. What is language? What is the difference between spoken language and the Hoover mm, and the Hoover yeah. and the bus and all these things? And this comes through. Absolute everyday experience. Yeah. So those experiences are crucial, aren't they, for children? Oh, very, very important. And it's really important that from day one that, that babies are sung to and read to and spoken to, um, because it's not a it's not a an, um, an irrelevant period. It is really, really important. Um, and I think those, those early those early weeks, early years. And I think some people sometimes like parents say to us, you know, oh, I feel a bit silly doing that, or even practitioners like I feel a bit silly with the babies because, but we we always chat about like babies are always responding just just watch what they're doing watch for their gestures watch for their eye movements isn't it as well and they they will interact in that way but but also like you say it's got to come from the adult hasn't it starting from singing from the minute that baby's born yeah. and, and, and i think stories it's just being and... very aware of, of of you know what they respond to you know yeah. if, if, if you laugh they will laugh and certain hand gestures happen and they start kicking their legs or you know they're, 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 
how they feel emotionally is very present in how they present physically. Yes. yes. So you can tell really, really from from early on physically uh, how they are emotionally from their physical state. And I think this is often forgotten when they get into, you know, um, organised school and organised nursery. But actually a lot of their communication and a lot of their stuff is present in the, in their physical state. Mm. So they can be saying one thing and actually reading their bodies and reading all that, you think, nah. No, they're not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. It's like when a child's dropped off at nursery or they're just doing those settling sessions as well, isn't it? And they, they you can tell from their body. And, and if you mirrored their body language, you would know how they felt, wouldn't you? Because it's actually... Yes, yes. and you think, oh, I've been there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we all, we still do it as adults. You can tell yeah. somebody and then somebody will say, oh, no, I'm fine. And you think, you think no, you're no, not. not. So yeah. you know, no, you're you know your hands are clenched yes. your jaws clenched yeah. <laughs> absolutely so with this information Alec, like how do you see the role of the, of the especially the early years educator sort of understanding this and then what is their role and, and perhaps responsibility what do they do with this information i think they, i think it's just an awareness i don't think it's a sudden oh my god i've got to do all this and i've got yeah. another thing to think about oh panic panic it's not that at all it's just understanding where the physical sits in a child's life. And actually it is, it is very, very, it is way, way the most important area of development when they're, when they're little, because it actually underpins everything. Everything is built on top of that. So I think it's an, it's an understanding of why they move, what movement means to them, and what as teachers we can add to the movement experience if we understand the language that can be um, aligned with it. Okay, yeah, that makes perfect sense, doesn't it? Just, yeah, really, really observing, isn't it? Yeah, it's really and that's what, we, that's what we always talk about, isn't mm. it? Like, what, what's happening, you know, with that child? Like, is it outside of what you can actually just see on the surface? Like, mm. what is actually going on, isn't it, for and the child? I don't know if this is an area you've researched into, Lala, but thinking about children with physical difficulties, challenges, so perhaps children who, who aren't able to walk. Um, do you see then the impact on, on those other areas? I think all, all children, I mean, even with, with physical disabilities, and I have twin brothers who are both blind. Mm. So certainly, you know, their physical skills were very compromised. But we did, you know, they were very, their lives were very full of physical experiences and their hearing is very acute. And their language was was very much part of their physical experience. So I think, yes, certain compromises must be made, mm. but all children, however abled or differently abled they are, they can all move in some way that's appropriate for them yeah. and that will support their language and communication. Yeah, that's... Or, mm. Always, 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 always. And as sort of you know families with the children what what could families do for the children as well and what could you know what could the parents do for children i think parents it's very interesting if they if they just clock that actually movement is a very underused uh learning support skill right so whatever they're doing physically with the children if they're just you know batting a ping pong ball across the kitchen table you know what's going on here you know, it's going from here to here to here. You can talk about angles, you can talk about space, you can 
talk about shape and not have it as a a great now we're going to talk about this but yeah. just as a very very easy uh free flow of language i mean maybe 50% will go into the ether yeah but 50% will remain and also it's a wonderful you can repeat things in movement and you can re- practice the language rehearse the language in a very meaningful and relevant context yeah. It's, it's that natural conversation isn't it, it, is, it as well yeah, yeah it's mm. enjoying that natural conversation and actually again it's it's being in the moment isn't it it's actually being present seeing being present and seeing what's happening and actually enjoying yeah. it and and like you say physically it gives it lends itself to so many good good sort of so much good conversation doesn't yeah, it and, and vocabulary new vocabulary mm. in a in a very relevant meaningful context yeah um, Practicing things, you know, here to here, me to you, me to you. I mean, this is classic communication stuff, but you're doing it in a movement context. Mm. You know, you're waiting your turn, you're making eye contact, you're being sensitive to somebody else's spatial needs. I mean, all this is is what you need when you're actually older and you're trying to have a conversation with somebody and they keep butting in, you know, going, do you know what, you should have done some movement stuff. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, (laughs) that's it, isn't it? That would have really helped. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, just while I'm just thinking, and again, I don't want to sound negative about anything, but it makes me then think about um, our, our young people when they are perhaps spending a lot of time static on technology and on devices. Is that something that you think it does need you know more understanding um and you can see that that perhaps that is a negative for children's development i think we have to be really careful here because certainly for children on the autistic spectrum Mm. it has been a godsend for them for their communication yeah you know they found amazing communities online communities they've got loads of friends loads of mates so Mm. i think we have to be careful i think we have to uh, be quite circumspect about how much children use it and when they use it, how they use it. Yeah. I think it's a fantastic thing and I think it can be used brilliantly, but if it's just used as wallpaper, as to get them to be quiet, I, I, that, that I do have a problem with. Yeah, yeah. It's, you're right. It, it's how, it's how, and like you say, there are huge advantages as well, but yeah, it, yeah, it is, you're right. It has to be used with thought and, and purpose, doesn't it's it? Like, yeah, oh. and if, it, if it's making their world smaller, and this is what's very ironic, so for, for children on the spectrum, their world has it, it opened up enormously. Yeah. But for children maybe don't have those difficulties, their world gets much, much smaller on screen. Yes. Yeah. You know, you see them sitting in the park in their buggies on a beautiful, beautiful day yes. uh, looking at a screen and you think, actually, this isn't the most optimum thing to be doing on a lovely sunny no. day. Yeah. So it is a time and a place, isn't it? And, just, and again, like we said, being present, isn't it? Yeah. What can we notice? You know, like you say, if you're, if you're in that park, you can notice the trees, the leaves, the river, just the blades of gla- grass, yeah. can't yeah. you? Yeah, and just, and just you know, the, the, the wind on your skin yeah. and the smell and, the, and people wandering around yeah. and dogs and babies and, you know, there's a the whole life out there oh. that's happening. I mean, Lala, this this is such a fascinating subject for for people listening. If they wanted to find out more, how is that? What else can they find out? Where can they find you? Oh, I'm. They can do LinkedIn. They can do um, ActiveMatters.org, um, and um, my book, um, The Early Years Movement Handbook, has a, a lot, a lot, a lot of, of language stuff, language movement stuff in in there, which I think they may find interesting. 
Brilliant. Thank you. And they can also find you on Early Years TV, can't they, as well? Speaking to the brilliant <laughs> Kathy as well, who's amazing. So, oh, Lala, honestly, we could speak to you all I know, day. Yeah. I think we're going to have to do another podcast and do another. because <laughs> oh, it's, it's been brilliant. Be such a pleasure. It's lovely. But as always, you can find me and Bex on www.thrivinglanguage.co.uk. Um, we're published with Routledge and Bloomsbury. And you can head to our shop um, to look at our books and uh, we come out face to face again and do courses which we absolutely love so yeah nice to speak to you today Bert. brilliant Angie and thanks Lala thanks so much thank you oh, Lala. Great pleasure. Bye, bye, guys. bye.